The Movie Hour, episode 235, June 19th, 2013. Fair warning, everybody, we do swear quite a bit in this episode, as well as spoil some of Man of Steel. Enjoy the show, everyone. Happy birthday, everybody, and welcome to the Clark Gregg Broken Leg Movie Hour. My name is Greg Maloney, of course, and I sit here at Gungapit Studios ready to rock and roll. With me tonight, as usual, are my co-hosts, Brother James and everyone's favorite would-be usurper, Jeff. Welcome back, gentlemen. How's it going? Just biding my time. <laughs> you thought you could get away with everything a couple weeks ago. Your punishment was one podcast. We have you back here because you're obviously uh, an integral part to the system, but... Every good needs an evil, and that's that's why you're here. And just uh, keep it under control from now on, right? Just keep it under control. Okay. Well, I I, I can do that, but I want to start by you know correcting you. Uh, it's not everybody's on birthday. It's Paula Abdul's birthday, Zoe Zeldana's <laughs> birthday, Dirk Nowitzki's birthday, Lou Gehrig, were he still alive, rest his soul, <laughs> would be his God, birthday. Uh, Mia Sarah. Oh. Yeah. Mia Sarah, front of the show, right? I think so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm running on John Dujardin. That's uh, all right. That's all right. Uh, Salman Rushdie. That's a good one. Speaking of friends of the show, I found out that Action Jackson has four friends of the show in it. Wow. You were watching Action Jackson? Yeah, it was on cable over the weekend. It was I... on Action Jackson. <laughs> Jackson was on cable? Apparently. <laughs> I keep forgetting how many millions of uh, channels are out there. That yeah, that's, just... a, that's a Billy D. Williams picture, isn't it? No, no, it's not. It's Carl Weathers. <laughs> oh. Oh, too bad. Yeah, there's been a lot of things going on. The happy on birthday kind of references. We just recently had a. Uh, I have a new niece in the family. So is Jim, obviously. Uh, that was yesterday. Alice Rose was born, so that was a birthday yesterday, and today's happy on birthday. Yeah, that's really awesome. Congratulations that's pretty, that's to cool. the whole family. Yeah, there. Uh, everyone's doing well, and it's. Uh, maybe we'll get back there to. See everybody today or tomorrow. We'll see. A lot of busy stuff. It's actually Greg's twin sister that had the baby, making Greg the twunkle. The twunkle. I'm a twunkle. Yeah, actually, I should mention, I dropped that that term at the hospital, (laughs) and the two employees that were in in earshot both got a laugh out of it. Either they were just, you know, making me feel good about it. Probably drunk. They were probably at the end of a 16-hour shift. Probably drunk. That's good. I'm glad my stupid joke, uh, you know, is... It's winning you favor with right, Oscar. and I, I totally rolled with it. I'm like, yeah, I just brought, just made that up on the fly. That was me. I just did that. Twinkle. It sounds like something you'd read about on uh, Urban Dictionary. Like, yeah, really. Uh, we should look that up. We'll have the interns on it. But yeah, that's pretty much. Other than that, there there's obviously been some some movie stuff I wanted to address. Jim isn't a hundred percent today. We had to sort of you know stand him up. You know, we have to clean them once in a while, but uh, he is here today. And James, I wanted to thank you for being here on the podcast. My pleasure. Try not to miss too many. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is true. Not so subtle dig. I, I get it. It wasn't meant that way, but okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> Completely worth it. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you ended up spending uh, some time away and yeah, then, you, I, then you brought some disease home I went to Minneapolis and surprised my buddy for his for a belated 40th and took him to a Tigers game and uh, came back and I don't know if I caught something on the plane or what but I was violently ill that well, night outbreak style yeah outbreaks I'm I'm Patrick Dempsey 
That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is. That scenario, though, you would have caught it earlier than on the plane. But, Patrick uh, Dempsey was in Outbreak? Yeah, yeah, he was patient zero. <laughs> it was before. It was after he had a career and before he had another career. <laughs> yeah. He did that movie. But uh, So, yeah, I spent all day yesterday on the couch catching great movies. And then uh, stayed home today, too. Still not quite over it. But uh, I'm on the rebound. Should be able to go in tomorrow. So sitting on the couch, we'll go go through that really quick. You're sitting there half in your own vomit, obviously. Obviously. And what movie did you decide to spend your time watching while you're just... Oh, dying? there was lots, actually. I saw, like, all parts of, like, uh, Dark Knight Rises, like, 15 times, because that's all HBO is showing right now. <laughs> um, but, uh... So, so, oh, man. Like, I'd catch so it at different times. All you have is just, I'm Bane! <laughs> that's money yes like i couldn't get that out of my head but, uh, yeah so i would catch part of it and then i'd watch a full movie and then catch part of it again and it's just yeah an endless loop with that but uh, i did see some sweet ones one called dog with a w in it the aw spelling and it was starred dennis leary who was who's in that dennis leary and uh elizabeth hurley yeah, Heck, elizabeth yeah. hurley huh yeah yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> pretty awful movie i haven't seen her since the late 90s how the how, how the decades been treating her actually i think it was from the late 90s so it's it's uh it's pretty damn it. yeah um <laughs> but yeah it was pretty awful it was about him going and apologizing to a bunch of exes that he uh uh wronged melody so that was great and then i watched the the uh the new footloose which is also amazing jesus christ yeah, exactly. I thought you wanted and you to were that before that? Yeah. Okay. And during. And after, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, well, we're happy you're back. We're happy you're back. And there's a lot of things we need. This is a serious week because uh, some serious shit happened over the weekend. Man of Steel obviously came out, had uh, a lot of pre-release on, on Thursday. But this weekend, Man of Steel made $116 million if we're not including the Thursday sales, which I'm not because that's, that's not how we roll. Um, and I believe we did have arguments while Jeff was away. We were talking about how much uh, it would make compared to Fast Furious, right? And we had a couple of uh, predictions. I would have definitely said less, just so. We right. We were wondering if it was going to make more or less opening weekend. And you know, it made more by 20 mil, yeah. which is you know, which I think I predicted. I... Yeah, you would, I think I predicted it too. Josh did not. I would have been wrong. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I like I even when I predicted uh, jumped on the side of Superman, I'm just like, yeah, you know, we need to hear. I'm surprised, know. but not that it beat out Fast and Furious. I'm just surprised that it set the record for June. Like, I didn't think it would be that awesome. Yeah. But what's more impressive, like, so the the previous record held by Toy Story 3, 110 million. Um, and it's just behind Iron Man 3 for this year. And uh, what I found surprising, though, is it's pretty much all-time non-sequel uh, gross other than one other movie, a movie that was not a sequel that came out opening weekend. How much? What movie do you think made more money that wasn't a sequel opening weekend than Superman? Well, Man of Steel. For any time period? Yes. We're not counting Avengers as a sequel? I'll, I'll go with... Uh, Our counting Avengers. All right, rather, okay. I'll go with Avatar, I guess. Mm. I, um, boy, that's a tough one. Let's go with, uh, Independence Day. <laughs> nice. No, not, not accurate. 
Um, I'm trying to get the Avatar number too because I saw it earlier. Uh, the Hunger Games was the one I was looking for. Oh. The soon to be, right? Soon to be sequel, and the one that had how many like pretty much Twilight was running dry. Everyone wanted a new Twilight. And it's sort of bullshit that we're not calling this a sequel. What Hunger Games? No, Man of Steel. Oh, Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Hunger Games kind of too, but I'd say to a like slightly lesser extent. Like, I mean, I guess the reason that, that you group sequels together is because they already have a following, and like that's why you say. So, like, if you if you if you were to go with like a, a completely original movie, I'd be curious to know what the most like completely original screenplay, what the, what that. That's what, true. The I I um I'm not sure, and um and does, just like, does Alice in Wonderland count? <laughs> You're talking about the remake? Yeah. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. Uh, just to let you know, Avatar numbers was $77 million opening weekend, so it didn't it was not impressive in the opening weekend. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing how much Man of Steel's made, and you know, I'm happy I predicted it, because that's what I do. I do things like that. But uh, James and I both saw it. Jeff, did you see a movie over the over your uh, penance in the last I, couple of weeks? I wound up seeing... Um... I saw the Born uh, Legacy, but that's already been reviewed, hasn't it? I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. There's so many. Yeah, I, I reviewed it. All right. Yeah, it was it was a little on the lame side. <laughs> uh, I thought. I don't know. It, it had like by the end of the. I don't know. I thought there were some cool aspects, and I liked the way it went like alongside the previous Born movie in some ways. Like it was like a companion right. piece. Right. But, You've seen other Born movies or no? Uh, yeah, I have. But at the like. I don't know. The end of the movie was really lame. Um, and like it, the last like 20 minutes are a motorcycle chase. And it's just like for the last five minutes, of the motor- motorcycle chase, you're just going, I want this to be over. I just want this to <laughs> be over. And it's done. filmed poorly too. It's like all that up close. You don't even know what the hell's going on. Right. Son of a bitch. Well, don't worry, Jeff. You have movies movies to look forward to like i do uh, i do like anchorman 2 that uh-huh. had its trailer released recently which is interesting anchorman 2 but it always will be funny always will be funny uh i guess we can uh discuss that when it's more serious but man of steel um james how about you start us off and then we'll start uh yelling at each other okay Okay, cool. um, Man of Steel is the origin story of Superman, which everyone already knows by heart. But uh, in case you don't, um, it's tell it, tell it. Yes, Superman is born on the planet Krypton. The planet's going to shit, so they have to evac- evacuate the baby, and they send. What to is Earth. causing the planet Krypton to go to shit? Political um, strife. And yeah, it is political strife. No, in this <laughs> version, I don't remember what it was in the original. I think it was just getting too close to a star or something. But in this one, it's because they're mining the core of the planet and it, they fuck the planet up, basically. Um, so anyway, they send Fucking him off. Liberals with their goddamn anti-business message. All right. Yeah, right. Um, but... I was going to say allegory. <laughs> um, so they send him off um, and he lives among the humans for a while. And then uh, General Zod, who is a... Uh, the former leader of the military of Krypton has was imprisoned, and he finds his way to Earth to exact revenge against uh, Superman's father by taking it out on Superman himself. And basically, they get in a big fight, and shit ensues. So that's yeah, and, that's and, the basic plot. And we should mention, like, we may throw some spoilers out there. I'm probably going to say some things. I don't. Jim's way better at self control than I am. So yeah, if you want to go see this movie, yeah, I'll feed off about the crap, it. So. 
uh, I'm definitely going to probably say some shit. So, so, but yeah, um, I thought the beginning of the movie was at least kind of interesting, um, mostly because in the beginning they show Krypton from a totally different light than I'm used to. Like in the old movies, it was like this purely crystal looking planet. But in this one, there's... Yeah, because kryptonite everywhere. Yeah, and this one, it's like somewhat normal terrain. Um, There's beasts that they ride. There's like a bunch of more details that you're not used to. So that at least was kind of interesting. And then once they get to the Earth portion of it, um, the other part that I thought was at least kind of interesting, but I think that they worked against them, which I'll go into later, but uh, they seem to show Superman from far away a lot, like from other people's perspective. Um, he's trying to find evidence of other Kryptonians and, uh, the U S government has discovered the ship and he's going to go investigate it. And the whole time you're seeing it from other people's point of view, like who's that stranger walking over there? Like a lot of it's like Lois Lane, like, Oh, you know, there's somebody going in that cave. I'm going to follow him over there. And it kind of distance you from him and sees him from a different light that I'm used to. Maybe so that's what they wanted, Jim. Maybe it that could, was but I don't think it worked well at all because, <laughs> like, I didn't really care about him very much. Like, he was very bland to me and, like, had no personality, and I don't think that that did him any favors by starting the movie that way, I guess. Yeah, and all of his growing up was done in flashback, which also, like, didn't humanize him at all, which is kind of a one of his sides to the, the Superman character, I think. Right. Um, yeah. So a lot of people have been complaining about the story, which I guess we're getting into a little bit. And it's the way it's written, as Jim mentioned, is we start at point A and we start at, like from point A, we move to the end of the movie, which would be like point E. But at point A, we're progressing through these other points. And then we jump back to like, you know, I guess we'll go in reverse chronological will be numbers. We go back to like three and then to five and then to seven, but then we go back even further to like one. And even when we're jumping back chronologically during the movie, those don't even seem to be in any particular order. They're just stories like, Oh yeah. Remember when your dad saw you wearing the Cape like that happened. And then they go back to it and it's um, yeah. So I don't have a particular problem with them doing the flashbacks. I just didn't like the way they, I don't like the way Snyder, whoever else helped, I think like 13 people wrote the screenplay for this. So um, I just didn't like the way how it broke it up and it kind of got in the way of some things and it didn't seem to like enhance the story for me. Right. Until, like I think one of the final flashbacks was kind of cool. But other than that, like um, a lot of the events that happened were kind of cool during those flashbacks. Um, and I actually kind of spoiled it for myself and had read about this scene previous to this and this is a spoiler so cue out but um superman ends up going uh well i guess clark the kid who had to be i guess in that scenario was probably like 21 or something like that he was still kind of old already um his dad played by kevin costner which getting into actors piece by piece kevin costner does his pretty good job he does a pretty good job as yeah. uh, his human quote-unquote father and he's completely worried that if he reveals his identity to, you know, the public and at large, they're pretty much going to, you know, take him away, kill him. Something bad's going to happen. Like you do not want these people to know what you are. It'll change everything. And probably for the worse. And at least until he's like ready to, you know, do some, do something like that. And a uh, tornado shows up in a situation where they're on the freeway and everyone's running under a, an overpass to hide. And, 
uh, Kevin Costner runs out to go save like the family dog. He gets stuck and Superman, AKA Clark is there to help him, but he tells him to just stay there. Like, no, don't come out. Cause everyone here is going to know who you are. And Kevin Costner gets sucked into space and gone, which is pretty cool. That, that scene was awesome. I like that scene. Um, and I think, uh, the, th- the problem with it is like, I don't know if you remember exactly what happens after that, Jim, but it's him telling the story to Amy Adams, who is playing Lois Lane. Right. And it's just immediately like, oh, that's what happened. She like, they look at her for a second with the camera and then that's it. That's done. Like, we're not like it. it there's no time for anything to set in. It's, yeah. As soon as one point A is done, we're moving on and that's it. Like, yeah. And I'm wondering if like, if this was a conscious choice, like this story has been told so many times that, you know, okay, we just need to, you know, hit on some details and move along or something. And I'm wondering if that was their idea or if they just sucked it up that bad. Right. Um, so before we rip on, like I've got more story stuff to rip on, but in general going to, did you see it in 3d? I'm guessing no, no, I did not. Um, I did. And just touching on that like it didn't seem to add anything crazy but i gotta i gotta say like not seeing that movie in 3d and talk about a movie that probably could have benefited from uh, some high frame rate there was just when they're flying around later like in in, in 3d it was hard to keep up and i don't know if it was any worse or easier in standard but um some of the action stuff in this is uh, amazing to see, but you got to wonder where they could have probably saved millions of dollars just doing something a little simpler. Yeah, their action sequences were way too long, in right. my opinion. It's just like, okay, yeah. we get the idea. They are destroying shit as they fight. So, like that scene in the city was just forever. Right. Like, okay, What's... another building. Okay, now another building. Okay, now another building. Okay, now another building. It's just like, Jesus Christ. We get it. No one's getting hurt and you're fighting. Right. Um, so. Get, leaving the, the Send maybe the people in those buildings jesus yeah. right. leaving even the, the second half of the story uh till for later for one second um i guess I, I i was entertained it's a popcorn movie in my opinion like in general james did you like this movie was it better like you're a superman returns fan so like compared to the other supermans where do you think this one falls in terms of how interesting like i guess this isn't we should start with just the origin story supermans because yeah, um, out of the four that I've seen, this one, Superman Returns, and then Superman 1 and 2, um, I put this... Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You haven't seen Superman 3 or 4? Heck no. Are you serious? Yeah. What, do you oh. hate Richard Pryor? <laughs> <laughs> no, he told me not to see that one. Rolling over in his grave. But uh, out of those four, um, it might be last. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the first one. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Superman Returns. I like Superman 2 a lot. It's more for nostalgia because it's kind of, you know, there's some really campy, corny spots, but that's fine with me because it's, you know, all memory. And But uh, this one, I mean, when I came out of it, I'm like, yeah, that was an art. You know, that was not too bad. And, like, as I think about it more and more, like, I like it less and less. Yeah. So it's just been kind of eating away at my likability rating here. So I'm going to put it forth. You've also said, so... Your attachment to Superman isn't that much either, because he's, he's you've said before he's like your least favorite superhero, right? Because he's just like a I don't know about least favorite, but yeah, he's not high on the list. He's he's no Ant Man, but yeah, yeah. Hey, Ant Man was cool. <laughs> um, I just uh, you know, I I'm not familiar with the comics. I I did think the stuff they did in Krypton and cool was cool, but um, I think it's a decent popcorn movie if nothing else. But there are some cool things that they did. Uh, how was uh, how was Zod? 
Zod was awesome, actually. Michael Shannon was good. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, I have no idea if this is staying true to the comic, but yeah, I have no idea either. This the pretty much the story they do for the back the backstory for Krypton is all the people there at least were told like from centuries before have been uh, genetically engineered. So everybody has a purpose style, like uh, almost almost like the giver style. Like North where, Korea. <laughs> like North Korea, where <laughs> people are designed to do certain jobs. And uh, Superman's dad, uh, Jor-El, I was going to say Jor-El, Jor-El, um, played by Russell Crowe, who does a whatever job he does all right. Um he is supposed to be like this. How guy. is his accent? His good accent. <laughs> Dude, I made a dead ears mate joke last last week, and I was, sorry I missed that. Uh, so he uh, he's supposed to be like the scientific advisor. He is the lead scientist of uh, Krypton, and General Zod is designed to be a person to. He's supposed to lead the army, and he's his number one priority is to protect Krypton and its people. Is pretty much what he's designed to do, and. At the end, like what we're introduced to these people, they're pretty much talking to the high council that are like, hey, we got to get out of here. or We need to do this to change this. And that's uh, like Russell Crowe is saying that to the high council and General Zod shows up and, and he's got the same purpose. He's like, dude, we're fucked. You guys killed us. And now we need to do this to preserve like our people. So they're both trying like that's why General Zod ends up over or trying to overthrow the government and ends up getting thwarted. And right. uh, which I it, thought was kind of a cool Right now. And so the whole genetic engineering thing was a a new spin. And when you brought up uh, how General Zod was going to Earth to punish Superman wasn't exactly accurate. Like he ends up there's a codex that ends up uh, having all the history and like DNA of the Krypton Kryptonians. Um, And it gets sent with Superman to Earth. And that's General Zod knows that. So when General Zod finds out that pretty much Krypton's gone all of his race that he can find is gone. He needs to find the Codex and he knows that Superman has it. So he hunts down Superman to find the Codex, not to kill Superman wasn't his intention. But um, Mm. after uh, things are revealed that he knows like, he's like, all right, fuck it. Like, if you're not going to help me, I'm going to kill you, take it and, you know, start a new Krypton on earth is what I'm going to do. I thought that was cool. And, what ends up happening is because of that. That's what I would do. I mean, like, well, yeah, I know like, he's supposed to be a bad guy, but. Right. Like, it's a situation where this guy, you know, is engineered to be like this, which I guess is kind of an easy way just to write off any kind of hard story development. But in the same time, like, he's doing this and you wonder, well, is he a bad guy? They, you know, they created a monster and now they're killing the monster because he's a monster. That's not right. Like, it's just, this is, it's, it's, you know, not to compare it to something. It's just like Michael Vick. It's just like, <laughs> just like. Tron, it's like just like Tron, like they, uh, you, got, you got what is it, a Q running around, and it's Q's just a soft, you know, he's just a, you know, piece of software doing his thing, and it's not his fault he's doing it, it's uh, somebody else's. But anyhow, um, I thought that was a cool spin. Next thing, what they probably spent millions of dollars producing was at the end, they uh, General Zod has set up his plan where he is pretty much terraforming Earth and Superman's. It's pretty much set up with one device on one side of the Earth and one device on the other side of Earth that happens to be in Metropolis or whatever the hell the city's called. I don't even know. Um, That's correct. Yes. Yeah, Gotham, so I think. <laughs> right. And it ends up rapid city, like flipping gravity back and forth, like it's sending this pulse through the Earth. And what was cool about it 
on one side was in Metropolis, you see this ever-expanding circle that's just moving things up and down. So, like, cars are flying up in the air and then smashing to the ground, like, just pretty much Gs going up and down back and forth, which I thought looked really cool. Like, they spent money well spent there. Yeah. On the other side of the planet, Superman's fighting a robot which is doing the the drilling and it is got I forgot like, about this until just yeah, now it, thanks it has like octopus arms coming yeah. out of it that are that kind of look like I don't know it looks like arms made of mercury or something attacking. it's just leftover kraken stuff right, from, exactly. uh... <laughs> and I'm, and here's where here's the thing that kind of pisses me off and I know this is this might be accurate to the comic or not but as superman's number one weakness jeff what is it number one weakness um w- w- women uh women with uh too much eye makeup kryptonite kryptonite yes okay yeah kryptonite is supposed to be his weakness in this movie kryptonite doesn't really exist what does make him weak is just putting him in a situation where the atmosphere or weather or conditions are like krypton and so when he is up on this uh, spaceship that General Zod's on, since it's designed to be uh, to carry Kryptonians or whatever they would be called, Superman's super weak there. And is when, he super weak or is he normal human weak? Normal. I'm sorry, normal human weak. Okay. Because uh, I always feel like Krypton, like Kryptonite, like sort of. I know that. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. This, yeah. this, this well, well, always built, the only it. other situation where he's like that is when he's next to these machines because they're trying to create a Krypton a Krypton like atmosphere. So when he gets near him, he gets weak. And there is no Kryptonite. Like it's there's not a mineral or something that makes him weak. It's just the conditions that make him weak. And unobtainium. What's that? Yeah, oh. no unobtainium. And is I don't know that kind of like even though. Kryptonite's kind of, you know, lame in a way, too. I, I just didn't like that change. That kind of pissed me off. Because I couldn't tell when that was happening. It was like, oh, well, now we're in this atmosphere, so you're weak. And then he just right. falls down. Like, <laughs> what? Um, now, at least it's not the typical lame kryptonite. Like, we get the kryptonite, yeah. we put it near Superman, and then we do whatever we want. Ah, like, that's, right. that's, that's right. pretty... Uh... <laughs> So, I mean, at least it, it's sort of like, yeah, not true to the comic or any adaptation ever before, but I don't know. At least it's not dumb. Okay. Um, c- continuing, let's talk actors, actresses here. Uh, Henry Cavill, Cavill uh, who plays our Clark Kent, who, uh, <laughs> I don't know, other than Immortals, like, uh, hasn't really uh, done anything crazy. They kind of uh, pulled him out of doing, like, he's definitely no A-lister, and I don't even know if B-lister. He's not a front of the show yet. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you. We'll Which is you. obviously the... Uh, we'll, we'll call you. <laughs> we'll call you. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, like, I think he did a good job. I, I don't, again, Superman... He didn't have to do anything. Yeah, Superman doesn't seem to have to do much, other than there was some yelling. He did do some screaming, and here's... Here's what, going back to things that were just stupid about the movie, as Jim ta- said and Jeff mentioned, when Superman and Zod, and even before that, when there's just a battle in Metropolis, there are skyscrapers falling down, like full buildings getting destroyed with Superman and Zod just flying through them. Sure. And they don't show any people die from this. Christopher Reeve would have flown to the ocean, by the way, right, to take this right. fight on. Right. So they're just blasting away. And at some point toward the end, Superman has Zod like in a headlock. He's got him in a sleeper pretty much. 
And Zod ends up using his laser vision and just says, all right, well, that's it. You know, if you want to choose the humans, watch them die. And there's like a family of humans, like in this train station, that's where they're at. And he's about to zap them with his laser eyes. And Superman starts getting pissed then. Like the four guys that are right there. You know how many people just died like 10 minutes ago? Like, you know what happens when see. a skyscraper falls? <laughs> right. Like, a, uh, I don't like that part. Seemed Not to, be... to mention the economic in- implications. Oh, right. Like, even if they do survive, they're going to be living in poverty for how long? Right. Um, so that, I don't know if you want to call that a hole in the plot but that part pissed me off and all of the things with lois lane amy Adams, that he snapped his neck though <laughs> that wasn't i didn't see that coming i did not yeah. see that i did not uh, see that coming either the amy adams uh lois lane stuff like i know it's a- amy adams is jim's girl i'm That's i'm a fan what you say I'm a fan. I feel like as long that... as you don't say she's not attractive, we're going to find it all from. She's very cute her. when she did this role. And it just seems like she didn't even need to exist. Like, it was, she was, what's funny is she just ends up showing up in all these different places. Uh, there is literally no. It was her plan. At some point, Superman has, gives himself up to Zod. And Zod's number two, I forget her name, Fara, Fara. Um, says oh zod wants her to come too did you ever find out a reason why yeah they didn't talk about it at all yeah they don't talk about it at all like she goes up on the ship with superman and there is no discussion whatsoever about why she's up there now i guess i would assume they might have known that they made contact and she might know where the codex is but they don't ask her do they yeah they don't do anything with her like there's at some point they like throw her in prison i don't know if they asked her where the codex was or not it just it seemed like there was no reason for that. And every time, like, where's the codex? Superman's flying around and crashing into things. Sometime, somehow, every time there's a break in the fight, Lois Lane's already, like, at his feet. Like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, that was like, great in the train station. Like, and, oh, it just pissed me off. It just seemed very, very forced. Like, any emotion between them was completely, just felt completely fabricated. And I know it's a movie, but I'm trying, I'm trying to, I can only, you know, suppress my disillusionment so much uh yeah what'd you think of uh russell crowe showing up in hologram farm like eight thousand times <laughs> yeah i like an intervening like I don't yeah, know. russell crowe's a weapon once you get him you gotta use him <laughs> right, right. <laughs> didn't matter to me at that point um yeah i found it quite annoying diane lane like, oh come this mom. way oh go this way now <laughs> oh go over here now uh, diane lane plays the mom of uh clark she does a she does a great job uh, i think she's a friend of the show she should be um, and fantastic person, fantastic personality. Michael Shan did a great job. And to again, I, I like the changes to Zod about how you know he's designed this yeah, way. Zod was cool. And um, he only starts flipping out after, like, he does, you know, he threatens Earth. That happens because he right. wants the Codex. At some point, the the second half of the Codex, the party needs to create a new Krypton, gets destroyed. So he's like, all right, I have no purpose. I'm going to fucking end you, is pretty much what he decides to do. And um yeah which i didn't really like that whole little monologue he did yeah yes. hey this is my purpose yeah. i no longer have a purpose now i'm going to kill you I'm like All yeah right. um i don't know like i i feel like Zack snyder tried to get away from Zack snyder a little bit like you know this i felt like sometimes i'm like okay he must have felt like this was sucker punch for this scene but it's not and like he, like and i liked uh you know Watchmen quite a bit and i just think 
Uh, in this, they, he tried to do like a lot of handheld camera shit to the point where I felt like I was watching reality TV. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I'm using, I'm not, uh, it just seemed like they weren't even using a steady cam. It was that fucking shaky sometimes. And I understand that he was going for a grittier kind of yeah. superhero movie. They also did like an action scenes that it's something that, I don't know if it's showing up elsewhere, but it's, they used it a lot in, uh, the Battlestar Galactica, uh, TV show where you're looking at like an action scene, but it's a huge wide shot and then it like zooms in to the spot that's important real quick and then zooms back out. Right. Almost as like it's news coverage kind right. of thing. Right. Yeah. That happens. And that's uh, like, they did that a lot in Firefly and stuff like that too. That, that yeah. didn't, yeah, that I did. don't know. It, it would seem, it bothered me more when it was shaking when he's just going into the house to visit his mom. Right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Or he's having that talk with his dad at the pickup truck. It's just like, right. need this right. here. So anyways, like, I'm happy it's I'm happy it's doing well. I just I I don't know. I didn't like Superman Returns either. Two other things, and then I'm I'm done with it. I got one. Uh, did you notice? Did you notice the Lex Luthor? Uh, yeah, the tanker. The ta- yeah, at some point they're Lex. fighting, and there's a giant fuel tanker, and it says LexCorp right on there. Yeah. And I already I'm already said I'm like, oh dude, I already know what the plot is for the second movie. Lex is pissed because you destroyed half the city, and he has no money left. Right. <laughs> yeah. Lex is like the. Uh... What's Bruce Wayne's dad's name? Oh, I don't even remember. Mr. Uh, it's what is it? Mr. Wayne. All right, yeah, he's he's like he's like the Mr. Wayne of the city, like just trying really hard to build it up, make it nice. Right. Turns out Superman comes, fucks and then, it all up for everybody. This alien shows up and blows up our shit. Like, right. um, yeah. <laughs> well, when you put it like that, we should build a wall. Yeah, that's right. Thomas is, by the way, is Bruce. I just got it from the intern. Thomas Wayne. Thomas um, Wayne. Yeah. So second thing, I thought that was cool. Second thing, they go at some point, he gives himself up for the humans and Zod has him on his ship and he's weak and he, you know, he ends up escaping with the help of his hologram father and oh. uh, Lois Lane's plugging in of keys. <laughs> so uh, that's when Zod had told him, uh, told Superman, like, hey, the reason your father sent you here is because this is going to be a great place to start a new Krypton, and that's what we're going to do. We, yes, we need to kill all the humans to do that, whatever. And he ends up, Superman ends up facing his hologram father, asking him if that's true. And at that point, uh, he's like broken the ship open. So he's like open to space. And Lois Lane is shooting down in like this pod down to Earth that's broken. And Russell Crowe's like, oh, you can like, you know, you can save them. You can save them all. Like that's your, you know, it's your choice. That's what you can do. And then he pulls a slow motion Jesus Iron cross yep. out of the spaceship. <laughs> and it's, it's not just, you know, it, it's like a five second yeah. Jesus on the cross. And it's like my arms happen to be paralyzed right, right. now. I two am seconds, I, like two seconds while you're turning out of the bay and jumping out. I, I can, I can allow that natural position. I don't know right. what you're complaining about. It's. You know, it happens in movies. I'm I'm okay with it. But Superman is Jesus. Can we get a clock on that? And yeah, like there are very, very many uh, comparisons uh, to Superman and Jesus in this movie, and I'm sure through all sorts of canon of Superman. But it's uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know. Five seconds, man. I I really want the timer. Uh, next time I watch it, I'm timing how long that scene is. Um, anyhow, so my biggest disappointment in the whole movie, they didn't use the theme music. Yeah. Didn't. It was awful. That music's awesome, and they just threw it aside. 
<laughs> maybe they're maybe they want this isn't your father's superman yeah, yeah it shows <laughs> um so i guess lastly i'd recommend you know if you're gonna go see a movie you want to go see a popcorn movie i you know no problem go check it out it's, it's pretty the, the last third of the movie will probably bother you even the most normal like not even looking for any kind of story it kind of bothered me um and yeah I, I, it's unfortunate what happened to Amy Adams and I, yeah, there's like, there's no role here at all. And the movie felt pretty cut up. James, would you recommend it to anybody? Um, for mindless action? Sure. I guess. But yeah. other than that, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I I got Verdict? Stupid man. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid plus. Was there uh, a, uh, was there a Jimmy? I have a couple questions. There was there a Jimmy she character? took her own pictures. It was disturbing. Yeah, she did take her own pictures. They All did right. have um, a couple other people show up in this. Richard Schiff's in it as like. Yeah, I was gonna ask how Richard Schiff was. Yeah, he's like the head scientist of Earth, yeah. I guess you could call him, and he uh, ends up having a couple scenes. But yeah, <laughs> who is the head scientist of Earth right now? I, I know, like, I it is Richard Schiff. That's pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much the situation. He's supposed yeah. to like you know he's like the lead army scientist or something, and <laughs> yeah, he's the only one that shows up. Yeah. Um, there are, I'm trying to remember, uh, Michael Kelly ends up playing, like, he's not the Jimmy, but he's in the, new. he's at, works at the newspaper, right? And he's, like, the guy that's always talking to uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who's running the, uh, I can't remember it, newspaper name, Jim, go. Oh, it's uh, uh, Perry White. No, not in his name, I want to know the Oh, the Daily Planet? The Planet. Gotcha. Um, Lawrence Fishburne runs the Daily Planet, and... Uh, Michael Kelly's like there, always joking around with him. Like he's like, I don't know. He seems like he's the Jimmy, but not taking yeah. pictures. He like hits like, on interns. And right. Yeah. Loves. That's. That's. I role. think he's supposed to be. I've the never Jimmy. seen that guy before. Michael Kelly. Yeah. Uh, you haven't watched House of Cards yet, then. I have not. And you haven't watched. He was in the Adjustment Bureau, but there was something else recently. I saw that movie. I don't remember him in it though. Yeah, he's small in that, but he's cool. He's awesome. Um, and you should see him in House of Cards because I think you'll like him. Uh, yeah. What else were you asking, Jimmy? What else, Jeff? Um, I was going to ask about Richard Schiff. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, Jeff, I've got bad news about Richard Schiff, Schiff and his health by the end of the movie. Got some bad news. Um, yeah, I'm done. Like, there are other things I could harp on, and there are a lot of things to pick on in this movie, but I'm done. That's it. That's all you get, Superman. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, keep it up. I'm guessing it made a ton of money. We're going to see a second one, so hopefully they, I don't know, do something cool. We'll see. Uh, like that's the other thing i mean with those extended fight scenes and stuff like how are you gonna like come up with a storyline that matches anything close to that like all right and it's superman he's indestructible i mean it's the age-old question with him i guess but it's like i don't know what else they're gonna do to get the kryptonite put it yeah. in front of him threaten a couple humans like that's yeah. that's pretty much what you get the kryptonite put it well maybe they'll create a supercomputer and <laughs> should I see the original first then? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I, I, the, there will be a sequel to this movie. There has to be the amount of money it's going to be making. And I think, uh, the second one, I don't know, more relationships. Like there was zero relationship stuff. Everything in this yeah, felt so forced. So I've got a feeling it's going to be, it's going to go back to like Christopher Reeve ask of some, or maybe even like Spider-Man two ish where they're together but 
they have to deal with some things. Yeah, and, that was the other weird thing is like he gets hired into the Daily Planet at the end of the movie. Yeah, and like Lois Lane already knows who he is and stuff. Yep. And yeah, so it's no, very yeah. strange that way yep. too. I don't know. Fuck it. That's it. I'm done. I'm <laughs> Fuck done. it. I'm talking about it anymore. I'm not talking about it anymore. Uh, I'm so sorry for everyone that wanted to come to the podcast and listen to us love Superman or right. love. <laughs> Jeff, you love Jeff. You love something, right? What What did you love in, in movies? In movies. In, you, in movies, what do yeah, I love this week? Something. Uh, th- Eddie, it has to be from this week in movies. <laughs> no, uh, last ten years ago. <laughs> there's gotta be a Le- there's there's gonna be a Lego movie coming out. I love Legos. Um, that's I good. Have, I I was once uh the storage for your Legos. Do I still have those somewhere? I think you still have those somewhere. Yeah. I uh I need to compensate you for that. Um. <laughs> yeah. I do I demand something awesome. Uh. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. No. About no. no it. I, I've got I've got something. Hang on. I heard this is the end is funny. Yeah, I, I that's our other choice, by the way. I was actually gonna go see her there, and then I went to go see it with somebody else, and they pulled the Trump bomb. Like, no, we're gonna go see Superman. I'm like, all right, fuck it. All right, I'm gonna go see that. Yeah. Um. So, Jeff, you did miss a lot of things while you were kind of in timeout. Yeah. One of them was a Parker Posey play along, which yeah. you didn't answer. You answered I, it on the boards, I but did. I answered it on the boards. I liked your answer a lot, Greg. I have to say. Uh, I know. It was awesome. Uh, and the Parker Posey play along question was pretty much in, you know, this is the end coming out. I was talking, we were just talking about it. Seth Rogen's directorial debut. And by the way, huge drunken feature, Man of Tai Chi, which is Keanu Reeves' first direct, direct uh, directing movie, um, which is going to be awesome. Um, we'll have to find out when that is because, Jeff, we got to meet up for that. It's going to be I know Tai Chi. <laughs> it's not him. Well, I guess he probably knows Tai Chi too. But uh, so. They're having their movies. Who would you pick out of Hollywood to direct their first movie? And I picked David Bowie, which was, you know, like as Jeff said, was probably the number one choice. But um, yeah, I uh, think mine was pretty good, too. Yeah. Would you like to uh, enlighten everybody? Yeah. Like so that? I said Stephen Baldwin. But if he's busy, Bill Murray. But Greg says I can't pick Bill Murray um, because I always pick Bill Murray for everything. So um, David Wasco is who I wound up with. He's a uh, production designer and he's been a longtime production designer for Wes Anderson and Quentin Tarantino. And he's also done some other really uh, I haven't seen Seven Psychopaths, but uh, I, I've heard good things. And so he's a pretty, uh, you know, I mean, guy with that much uh, eye for detail and um what belongs on camera i think that guy deserves a uh he deserves a shot there's a shot at the the big chair yeah i mean i feel like if you can figure out what needs to what the stuff is that needs to be on camera you can figure out the rest of it i'm surprised it's taking you this long to and you know this long and longer to catch seven psychopaths i seem like that would have been right up your alley yeah i know it's uh it's 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 on the um it's on the on-demand thing, but I have to pay like five bucks for the on-demand thing. That's kind of a lot. What uh, through Amazon? No, through uh, the goddamn cable company. Oh, through cable. Yeah, you probably. I'm sure you can probably get it on Amazon for a little cheaper. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but again, it'd probably be like four bucks or something. Uh, yeah, I uh, I appreciate everybody else's answers. And we got a, a couple on the boards and one. <laughs> Uh, there are a couple Josh was Daniel day Lewis, which I immediately after he was talking about Daniel day Lewis being, um, infamous for being a method actor and how I just can imagine arguably the best actor 
screen actor of our ge- our generation trying to direct a movie with other actors in it and just him yelling at everybody like what the fuck's wrong with you like <laughs> did you even see my left foot <laughs> did you even <laughs> see it you, you should have quit my... acting when you saw my left <laughs> you want to look at my oscars like i know you're doing this terribly wrong like uh, like it's like when when wayne gretzky was the coach of uh who was he the coach phoenix. of yeah, Phoenix. That, that went horribly wrong also. <laughs> Why you guys suck so much? I don't God, Why can't you all be breaking records constantly? Like it, it just Where the Tommy, fuck is Luke Robitaille? I need Luke Robitaille. <laughs> just like a Tommy Wiseau level of hatred for everybody involved in this movie. <laughs> what is Why over and over again? <laughs> I don't know if any if most people can muster a Tommy Wiseau level of hatred for anything. Probably not. Probably not. Because he's amazing. from the future. He's amazing. Daniel Day Lewis could because he can do anything. Because yeah. he's seen Tommy Wiseau. That's right. Yeah. He's got to study Tommy for a while, and <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Um, God, yeah. Who would win that battle? Like, it's weird. They kind of have the weird hair. They could both work that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like what would happen if they spent a bunch of time together? We've gotten too far in the who could take who fights in in, in Hollywood. We got to stop there. That's perfect time. Perfect time. Uh, so, oh man, thank you, Jeff, for you know not overthrowing me again uh, this episode. And oh yeah, James, well, just wait, James, for the health sacrifices that you've made. Uh, both of you, uh, thank you guys for being here, and thank you for your input. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, you're welcome, Greg. Uh, yeah, drive safe, folks. It's summer, everybody. Get outside. Go throw the Frisbee. Maybe a water balloon fight. You can go do that, too. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. The Clark Gregg Broken Leg Movie Hour. We'll see you next time. The good parts were just kind of blah. Like, the good parts were not special, so it was hard to talk good about it. Right. In my opinion. It was like, yeah. Like, Zod was really the only good part of the movie. Everything else, was, I didn't ask else was just generic. I didn't ask for a Zod by Zod comparison. What would, uh, what would you have said? I don't know. Terrence Stamp is pretty sweet. Yeah. They're totally different takes because Zod's more like Stop. Michael Shannon's more of the warlord type. Yep. So, got, got a bit of a dilemma. <laughs> well, it's liquor related? It is. Sure. <laughs> of course it is. Um, make your fancy drink. I was going to no. make a joke about the East River, but that's just me. Uh, my dilemma is that, as, as you well know, we're we're going to be moving in uh, about a week and a half, a couple weeks now. I took a, not like a great bottle, but a pretty nice bottle of rye and poured it into this decanter. Like, A, I don't, I, I've used up all like the mixers that I have for drinks that have rye that I know of. Uh, and so... Uh, that's A and B. I can't move the rye in the decanter. That's crazy. So it can't be too hard to find a device to pour from the decanter into something that's Listen, sealable. Yeah, it's yeah, it's thermos. My Come belly. On. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I'm. That's that's my problems. First world problems, man. <laughs> <laughs>